We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 51, year two. Today we're going to talk about everything from the WPT tribute that Matt Savage of the WPT put together for Mike Sexton, as well as politics with the debates coming up Tuesday. Everybody wants to know what I think of them. Also going to discuss sports, the Lakers, the Stanley Cup finals, my pick of the week in football. Stay tuned. The mouthpiece is next. Yo, 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 welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 51, year two. How are you guys doing today? So, um, lots of things are going on, and um, one of the things that uh, I wanted to say thank you to is uh, the World Poker Tour putting on a great tribute on Tuesday to Mike Sexton. So many of the poker world coming together, uh, telling great stories about Mike. It was really a wonderful tribute. Um, I know it uh, means a lot to me in the poker world. So thank you, WPT, for that. Um, Another thing we're going to talk about is uh, my home game. Uh, I've been playing like five hours a day in it grinding two four dollar PLO um, having a lot of fun actually enjoying myself playing really cheap limits so um, we do have a one two dollar no limit two four dollar no limit one two PLO and two four PLO as well as a four eight with a kill Omaha eight or better to four eight twelve to make it goes to six twelve, so um, I uh, I uh, been doing the poem games doing really well. It's a lot of fun. Um, we've been zooming uh, with my players usually a couple times a week, uh, usually at night uh, between eight o'clock and midnight. We have a lot of fun. Uh, probably going to zoom tonight uh, after the NBA game, but. Um, I'm uh, for all you people out there that haven't signed up to my home game and you want to sign up. I am offering a special this week, and this will go uh, all week. Uh, you put in the uh, to the email at email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. That's mouthpoker at yahoo.com and uh, email mouthpiece podcast. You're going to get. A hundred bucks extra in chips for a two hundred dollar deposit. That's the most I've ever given. Um, so for every two hundred uh, you deposit, uh, you will get a hundred dollars extra. I'm mean, not for every two hundred, but for two hundred dollars that you deposit, you will get three hundred in chips to play in my home game. Now, uh, it's the home game's doing well. We're having a lot of fun, uh, but I just wanted to uh, to really uh, let people understand, uh, you know, how what I've been really up to and what I've been doing. So, um, p- 
putting a lot of time playing in it. Uh, people are enjoying it. Uh, and the action's really good. So um, if you haven't joined my home game and you want to, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com and put in the email mouthpiece podcast receive an extra hundred dollars for an initial two hundred dollar deposit into my home game so we got that out of the way um i just wanted to uh touch on that a little bit uh and now we're gonna we'll talk a little bit about um what's going on in the country a little bit the racial unrest the bullshit the division which it's amazing watching left-wing media because i do i watch both and them spin shit into division they are causing the riots they are causing police in louisville to be shot they are causing police in in compton to be shot because they are pushing a false narrative that police are being killed by black people like i was watching bill maher last night far left because that's what i do i watch left-wing media as well as right-wing because i'm not a fucking sheep and all you people out there that that um that are anti-trump and that are sheep that don't want ever oh i can't watch fox news it's all propaganda blah 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 it's because well who told you it's propaganda the left-wing media did okay well i think cnn's all propaganda matter i know it is i like anybody that could tell me on any given night that one i will give make a five thousand dollar bet with anybody out there on any given night if cnn says 10 things and they can name five things that are factually true out of the 10 we could bet five thousand on that okay now if you want to go and do the opposite on fox and i'll say no more than two we could bet that too so I ask everybody, I plead with everybody to please go out and watch right-wing media if you're on the left and go out and watch left-wing media if you're on the right. If you don't, you're a fucking stooge. I don't want to deal with with crazy leftists or crazy MAGA people. I mean, there's a crazy, there's a middle. I tell people this all the time. It's like, this is a very close election. There's going to be around 64 million people voting on each side, okay? Do you guys really think 64 million people are are brainwashed uh, and crazy racist? I mean, give me a break. If, 60, if half the country is voting for a guy that they've told you is the devil, basically, and the Antichrist, don't you think you're being lied to? Or do you really believe 64 million people have been brainwashed, okay? When, like, viewership on Fox News reaches a total of, like, 10 million, okay? So why are the other 54 million people voting for Trump? Ask yourself that. So I don't want to get in a complete political debate. You know, we got the debates coming up on Tuesday. But I just wanted to touch on that. And I wanted also to touch on this, okay? This is really important to me. As they fucking burn our streets down, shoot the police officers, NBA race-baiting scumbags like LeBron James playing for my Lakers, starting race wars, 
okay, because he doesn't like the outcome of the Breonna Taylor thing. Let, let, let me get, in, get you in on something. There's something called a grand jury for all you morons out there, okay? Uh, I think it's 15 people that, that come together in a grand jury. It might be 12. Uh, I'm not positive of this, okay? They all look at the evidence, and then they come to a conclusion to charge police officers, okay? Trump did not decide not to charge the police officers, okay? The attorney general in Kentucky, even though he's a Republican, didn't talk to Trump and decide, let's not charge this guy, okay? A grand jury of probably six black people, six white people, three six women, six men, whatever it is, all looked at the fucking evidence. This is how our fucking country works. You look at the evidence and you decide, okay? Period. As you guys are talking about police officers shooting innocent black people, a false narrative, you know, uh, if you want, you can follow this guy, Coleman Hughes. He's, he's on the left. He's 24 years old. And he talks about race in our country and how the narrative of Black Lives Matter is a complete lie that, that police are not shooting black people. Period. Period. There isn't nothing else to say. But... What isn't a lie is 38 in juveniles killed in gun violence so far this year, says the police, as of August 3rd, okay? That's it. 38 that are under the age of 18, including a nine-year-old boy that was a target of shooting while playing outside with friends. 17-year-old activist was shot to death on the city walk. The pair were among nine people in the weekend across Chicago killed. Another 27 wounded in shootings. This is August 3rd. I'm just going to an article. Police have a suspect in the fatal shooting of a nine-year-old, Jerika Ricks. Nine years old. Where's fucking race baiting LeBron James fighting for her life? Does her black life not matter? Hmm? Nine years old. Let's see. Let's go to more. Uh, let's see. There's so many more I could go through. In late June, 10-year-old Lena Nunez was shot and killed while sitting on her family's couch in Logan Square neighborhood. Nunez was struck by a stray bullet after a gunfight gun erupted on the 3500 block of West Dickens, according to police. That same day, one-year-old Sincere Gaston was also shot and killed in Chicago's Inglewood neighborhood, according to police. Gaston and his mother were riding the car at 2 p.m. when a car pulled alongside their vehicle with a person inside began shooting, ultimately firing seven shots. Also in June, a three-year-old McKee James was fatally shot while riding in a car in the city's Austin neighborhood. Was one of four children killed over the violent Father's Day weekend? LeBron James, racist fucking NBA. Where are you? Where, where, their black lives don't matter. Where's justice for these fucking people? These black lives. These young kids. Not the fucking criminals that get shot by police 
because fucking they're resisting arrest, getting tased, getting back up, reaching for weapons. Where, where's justice for them? I'll tell you where justice is for them. Because it doesn't fit their political narrative. They need racial unrest in the streets to get the black vote out. And most people don't pay attention to politics, so they literally believe what they're being told. People are being murdered. Cops are being shot in the, in the streets. Well, you can't blame them. They're not educated. They hear fucking race-baiting scumbag LeBron James talk about how they're how we're being murdered and 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 exterminated in the street. You have race baiting piece of shit. Uh, what's that fucking coach for the Clippers? Mar- uh, uh, what's that Kip Clipper coach? Fucking idiot. Uh, saying we are being hunted. I've heard from LeBron James and Doc Rivers. They are hunting us. They are systematically killing us. Literally said that. They are killing us. 13 unarmed black people killed last year. 19 unarmed white people. Out of the 13, 11 were justified. Let's just say all 13 were, 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 were not justified, but 11 were. 43 people were struck by lightning and killed last year. You're three times likely to be more struck by lightning than an unarmed black person to be killed by police in the street. It's a fucking lie to cause racial division in our country. And that's what's going on. Don't listen to what the fucking media is telling you. That's what's fucking going on. Now, you want to hear my thoughts on it. Why do I think the NBA has fucking put their fucking nose in this bullshit? Well, I, I, I'll tell you my belief, okay? They showed, they showed in October how pro-China they are. LeBron, had, the, the fucking race baiter, that's what I call him. I'll call him race, race baiter LeBron from now on. Came out after two weeks he had to make uh, a c- comment about the Daryl Morey thing was with China. When Daryl Morey tweeted free Hong Kong, China then pulled the NBA out of the US market. Huh. He came back two weeks later and said, Daryl Morey was very uninformed. Does, does LeBron James care about the people in China fighting for their freedom as the Chinese are arresting them, putting them in concentration camps, shooting them, murdering them because they want their freedom? Is LeBron James fighting for the women that are being raped and playing and, and working for 20 cents an hour in China to make his fucking shoes to put 200 million a year in his pocket? LeBron James don't give a fuck. LeBron James cares about those billions in China money. I truly believe the NBA has gone all out Black Lives Matter, matter anti-cop to fucking cause racial unrest in the streets to try and get Trump out of office so they could get their China money back. I truly believe that the NBA is working with the Chinese government to get the fucking their their money back. They probably told them, hmm, you push get racial injustice in the streets, you help get you push vote, vote, vote and get Trump out of office and we'll give you our four billion dollar market. I believe that. I believe that from every inch of my body. 
Now, is it could be? Am I crazy? Could be a conspiracy theory? Sure, I believe that. There's no other reason why they're pushing a false narrative for racial unrest. Now, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal weighed in yesterday. I don't believe that they could fucking survive this. I think they'll be both be fired by by TNT. I hope not, because they told the truth. They told the truth. The, the witnesses said they heard the knocking. The next door neighbor, to not, even though there was a no knock warrant on Breonna Taylor, they heard the knocking. They witnessed. They yelled, "Bam, bam, bam, bam! Police, police! Bam, 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 bam! Police, open up!" And as they Knocked in the door, they were shot at. And as Barkley and Shaq said, when you shoot at police, they're going to shoot back. And unfortunately, Breonna Taylor was very innocent, was caught in the crossfire. It has nothing to do with race. Zero. Zero to do with race. Okay? Everything is a fucking thug felon that resisted arrest and then they ended up dying. Okay, it's a real easy fix. My parents taught me this when I was a kid. You get pulled over by a police officer. You say, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. And you fucking and you don't die. How many? How many? Unarmed African-Americans have died that didn't resist arrest. I'm just going to go in the last 20 years. Over under five, I'll take the under if anybody wants to bet. Okay, that's just my bet. Okay, so you, you, it's really easy. Don't resist arrest, respect authority. They risk, they put their lives on the line every day for us. Okay, you respect authority, that's it. But they, they've turned, the, the Democrats have gone full anti-police and then they chime in every single one of these things to enrage their fucking base. That's it. And now we have fucking mayhem in the streets. We have riots in the streets. We have looting in the streets. And don't even get me going where I think it, it, it comes from. I believe it comes from all the way from the top. You know, people, now listen, I'm, I, I don't want to be a, a straight out and just say um, it's, things are all on the left okay because on the right they they you know trump stokes a lot of uh uh fear but he doesn't stoke fear which causes violence in the streets you know he tells you oh if you don't vote for me they're the the, the mobs coming to the suburbs and maybe they are okay i've seen some i mean maybe they are who knows okay but he's that's fear-mongering okay when he says if you don't vote for me they're gonna get rid of this 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 and this well, maybe they are, but to me, it's more fear-mongering, okay? So there's a lot of rhetoric and bullshit on both sides, okay? I'm always going to vote right because I believe the policies of the right is the right way to go. People ask me, how do I support Trump for all the things he says and does? Well, he says a lot of dumb things, and... I know the people listening to this on the right are going to get mad at me and send me just terrible direct messages, but he's not—he—he's just a fucking moron. Okay, I mean, his policies are awesome. 
what he's done for the country economically are awesome. Okay, now you say, anybody who says to me, well, uh, oh, he's done a great job with the economy. Look at it now. Um, Yeah, he was forced to close the entire economy, the greatest economy in history, which reached every record unemployment level at the lowest in history, every stock market, the highest in history, because based on a fucking lie that coronavirus was going to kill millions Okay, and as it turns out, I I posted it yesterday, and I'll I'll read it out to you for anybody who doesn't uh, who does who doesn't follow me on Twitter. I'm gonna, I just really want to read this out to you because it's it's kind of important to me. Now this this again, this is from the CDC website. Okay, CDC.gov, coronavirus disease in 2019. Here you go. Age 0 to 19, the odds of dying from coronavirus or survival from coronavirus are 99.997%. That means it's 0.003 tenths of a percent if you're 0 to 19. Oh, but all the schools are closed. Why? It's real easy why, but... They exposed the lady who ran the LA runs the LA school district. We cannot open the schools till after the election. They got her on a fucking hot a leaked audio saying this. Why were all the colleges? Same thing. Then they realized that they want their money more than they care about political power, and they opened the uh, college football up. Ninety nine point nine nine seven percent survival rate. Zero to nineteen. The CDC web. These are these are. Here's the data. Listen, people on the left, that you always talk about science. Here's the fucking science. Twenty to forty-nine survival rate. Ninety-nine point nine eight. That's point zero two tenths of a percent to die from COVID if you're under forty-nine years of old. Now, this is not even counting underlying conditions. 50 to 69, now it goes up again a little bit. You're 99.5% to survive. That means you're, point, you're half of a percent, okay? Half of 1%, okay? So that's, let's see, there's 320 million. So one out of 64 million, million people, did I do that right? 1% is, uh, wait, I think I missed, did that. So 320 million people, 1% of that is, uh, what, uh, point, the, the bottom line is like, uh, just reading off the stats so you, you guys can figure it out. So now it's not point half a percent, 50 to 69. Now here's the problem. 70 plus years old. Now, this doesn't matter if you have underlying conditions or not. 70 plus years old, survival rate 94.6. So if you're over 70, you got a 5.4% chance of dying from COVID. That's a lot. So it's real easy. If you're over 70 years old, stay the fuck home until... There's a vaccine. 
If you're under 70, take your fucking mask off. Go out in the streets. Go wherever the fuck you want. Go to a bar. Go to a casino. Go wherever the fuck you want. You're not going to die of COVID. Now, if you're out and about and you're out in bars and shit, before you see grandma and grandpa that are over 70 years old, make sure you get a COVID test. It's real easy. These co- now they have COVID tests being sent directly to your house. They, they, I mean, the NFL takes like 100,000 COVID tests a day. The reason why we're the highest COVID test is because everybody's getting tested in mass testing now. Nobody else is. Another false narrative. Over 200,000 people have died in the United States from COVID. Well, again, go to the CDC website. This is when there was 189,000 that had died. I think that's close to like three weeks ago or whatever. Out of the 189,000, 9,864 died that didn't have some sort of underlying condition. Do you see my point here? That's in seven months. That's like 1,200 a month through the whole country out of 320 million people that didn't have underlying conditions. I mean, more people die from from spinal meningitis. Most people die from cancer, more people, but they don't close the country for it. This is all politically motivated to get people through the election. That's it. So they could go COVID, 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 COVID. You, Mr. President, have killed all these people. COVID, 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 COVID. Okay, now look it up yourself. There's a major spike going on in Europe. Okay, if you add all Europe up, Ireland, France, Germany, uh, uh, Austria, whatever, all the people in Europe, okay, it comes to 300 million people. It's 20 million less than the United States. Yet, they've had over 40,000 more deaths. But they don't tell you that. All they want to tell you is we are the leading people uh, deaths in the United States. Again, a false lie. Look this up. I'm not making this shit up. Look it up. Okay? Look it up. That's all I'm asking people to do. Look it up. It's a false narrative. Everything's a false narrative. Everything you see is all built on getting Trump out of office November 4th, 3rd. That's it. That's it. You will all the schools, everything will be open November fourth. Okay, but I think it's going to backfire on them. I think the people are seeing through the light. You know, so you know, I just want to get that out because it really bothers me these these false narratives being pushed out, the anti police rhetoric. Yeah, I'm wearing my Laker jersey today. I I bleed Laker gold. But I, I found myself watching these games and literally rooting against LeBron James. Now, I, I think that's really bad. I mean, I shouldn't sink to their level. But it's just very, very upset. It's just so upsetting to me you know, that, that the racial unrest are starting. I just I just don't understand it. It's just, it's just it's so frustrating to me. Um, uh and so I, I just want to get that out. I'm very passionate about this. Now, 
I'm trying to, to not go full political during this election cycle. It's very divisive. You know, half the people listen to me are going to vote for Biden. Half the people are going to vote, vote for Trump. You know, um, I'm real worried when Trump wins that the left is going to burn the, try and burn the country down. But I believe when, when Trump wins, they will literally have the military in the streets and because he can't go he can't put the military in the streets right now because then they'll call him a dictator and a fascist or whatever uh but this shit will end right right after the election uh whether he uh wins or loses uh but i'm, I'm not really quite as vested this year as i was in 2016 i know it's a lot more important election people will say on both sides it's life or death whether trump wins or loses I hate to tell you this, guys. It's not life or death. If Biden wins, we're going to be okay. If Trump wins, you're going to be okay. Remember what they told you four years ago, though? The world was coming to an end if Trump wins. Okay, please. Nothing has changed. You don't tell And anybody who calls my show when we open up phone lines and blames Trump for the fucking virus is going to get hung up on because they're just morons listening to propaganda. Okay, do your research. Okay. Trump was ahead of the curve on everything in Corona. The Democrats fought him. Can you imagine if Trump would have closed down travel completely in January like he wanted to do? They would. It would have been an upheaval of incredible proportions. Okay, and uh, the Democrats fought it. They Joe Biden called him a xenophobe, a racist, for closing down the flights to China. Nancy Pelosi said that he is fear-mongering the virus, that it's, he's overplaying it. Go look these up. I, I'm not, I don't make this shit up. There's videos. He's overplaying the virus to cause stoke fear in the people. People need to just live their lives. Biden said it. Pelosi said it. Schumer said it. Go look it up. I'm not making this shit up. But if you watch left-wing media, they're going to tell you why they were trying to impeach Trump, which... A total fake impeachment. They knew the outcome before it started. It was all for political purposes. One side, it was always going to be convicted in the House. He was always going to be um, found not guilty in the Senate. And all for, why, why, why the coronavirus was spreading, they didn't do shit. Watch the State of the Union address. Trump addresses the coronavirus. What does Nancy Pelosi do? She rips up the speech and called it hate speech. I'm just saying, man. Educate, educate yourself. Whether you hate Trump or not, educate yourself. Look past the rhetoric and the things you hate about Trump and understand why 64 million people are voting for him. Educate yourself. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit of sports. Uh, Stanley Cup finals are, looks like they're coming to a mercifully end as Tampa Bay is up three to one. Gizmo, look at the big cat. Look at, you guys remember my baby boy, my little kitten? Look how big he is now. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Um, are mercifully coming to an end. Uh, I knew Tampa Bay was a lock to win. Uh, I should have bet it, but I didn't. Um, I have, you know, I quit betting three years ago, uh, but I have made, 
after picking like 17 straight winners, I decided to to bet 2,000 on a few games. I went 0 for 3. You think the man upstairs ain't telling me something? Please. And then I was just laughing about it. You know, I'm like 17 straight winners, didn't bet any, decided to throw my 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 uh, money in into a couple of bets and lost them both. Including I made a, a really big bet for me, uh, one that I really, I mean, can't really afford it. You know, I could afford it, but I, you know, I don't want to be losing $3,000 bets. But yeah, I bet 3000 on Golden Knights in game five of the Vancouver series to watch them blow, or not the Vancouver, the Dallas Stars series, watch them blow a 2 nothing lead with 10 minutes to go. That was very, very frustrating. So, uh, and then I, uh, I have bet the Boston Celtics. I bet them in game three, and I bet them yesterday in game five. Uh, I actually told a guy I bet with, uh, I bet 2000 on Boston yesterday. I said, if this was the old Mike, I would literally bet 20000 on Boston yesterday. And uh, the reason for it is I've watched the games. Okay, we it's three games to two in favor of Miami. Um in games one and two, Boston led double digits in both games. Gave it away in the last five minutes to go down 2-0. I mean, literally gave them away. Uh, then they dominate game three. Game four. Uh, game four was a, a game I kind of was waiting a little bit to lay off of. I was want to see what happened. Game four, Boston dominated every statistical category by a long shot. Rebounds, three-pointers, field goals made. Uh, turn the old, but the, the one they lost was turnovers. They had 24 turnovers. Miami had 17. I said, well, they're not going to turn it over like that the next game. And if they play like that the next game, they're going to crush them. And they did yesterday, and they crushed them. And now it's three games to two. And you guys heard it from me. I truly, truly believe that Boston is going to win this series in seven. I think they are far the better team, and uh, they showed it lost yesterday in the second half. Now. You know, the thing is, is when you dig yourself a hole, though, and you're down, you give away two games, it's a tough hole to come back, even when you're the better team. I mean, Boston's going to have to bring their A game to win. I think they're I think they're going to. I think they have the, the best coach in the league. So, um, you know, I might, uh, I might bet on Boston again. I, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I knew yesterday it was a, a guaranteed win, but. I, li- I really like Boston to come back and win this series. I might be wrong. Now, going back to the other series uh, with the Lakers, um, you know, it's it's like I said, I found myself something I've never thought I've ever would do is kind of rooting against them, which is really stupid, you know, because the leader of their team is a race-baiting piece of shit. Uh, I know Jerry would have fucking got rid of this clown even if he won him a champion. He wouldn't put up with this shit. I know it. I know. I knew Jerry very well. You know, so uh, it really bothers me. But I, you know, I, it's really weird. I watch it and I pull for the Lakers and then I pull against them. I never. I watch a game and I kind of find myself rooting. Every time LeBron James touches the ball, I kind of root for him to fucking twist his ankle and something. But and then again, I do want them to win. I'm a diehard Laker fan. It's a really, really weird situation. I'm just being honest how I feel. They're up three games to one. But this series, honestly, this has been a lot. It's really weird. This has been a lot different than the Boston series. Boston's down 3-2, and I felt they've dominated most of the series. 
The Lakers are up three to one, and they could easily be down three to one. Um, I don't. I think they've been the better team, but they haven't been the better team by much. I mean, if Anthony Davis doesn't, if that guy uh, doesn't screw up that def- defensive uh, on the uh, uh, the defensive stuff, um, uh, we, we, we you know that the defensive breakdown in game was it game four? I mean, you're talking about that uh, was game three. It was one game apiece, yeah. Or it was two games to no, uh, no on game two. That's right. It would have been one game apiece. And then uh, the Nuggets won game three, and, and then they lost a, a really great battle in game four. But if you don't hit that shot, it's 2-2. And even the game, uh, the last game that put them up three games to one, I mean, the Nuggets were right there. They just couldn't make a shot. They, every time they were down by three or two with the ball late, Jokic just didn't have enough. It seemed like he didn't have enough lift, lift in his legs. He couldn't get the shot. He was really struggling to, to score. Jamal Murray's a fucking stud. He is a stud. I don't think there's any chance they come back from 3-1. This isn't... I think the Lakers probably win it in five. Um, I think they're the better team, but man, this Denver team. Denver, Dallas, and Phoenix, watch out. These are the three teams that are coming. And Miami and Boston. But Dallas in the West... I mean, I mean the Clippers are still got a lot of talent, and I think they got a shot their window to win a championship. They got a couple more years. I felt the Lakers' window was this year, and maybe next. I mean, I don't know how LeBron at thirty-five. He's just amazing, you know. As much as I can't stand him as a person, uh, yeah, I shouldn't say that because he's done so many good things with the school that he did in Ohio. Let me, let me rephrase that. As much as I can't stand that he's so uneducated about politics or he's doing it on purpose to divide the country for the China money, which is what I believe, uh, he is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. And uh, you've got to you – know, you give props where, where props are due. You know, the guy went to eight straight finals and then he decided to skip one last year because he got injured and now he's going back to the finals. I mean – Anybody who wants to doubt this guy's talent, you're just a bunch of fucking idiots. So um, that's what's going on in my life. That's what's going on in the world. Uh, debates coming up Tuesday. Um, it's going to be fun. Me and uh, everybody who plays in the home game, we're going to do a Zoom, and we're going to watch the debates together. Um, uh, most, A lot of people play in my home game. You know, they're Trump supporters, but there's a lot that aren't. Uh, so we're going to watch the debates on Zoom together we're gonna laugh a little bit uh so if you haven't joined my home game email mouthpoker at yahoo.com get 300 for a 200 dollars initial deposit on that so uh we're gonna be talking about the debates they should be good uh i tell people all the time people are like oh trump's gonna kill biden um biden's been debating for 47 years okay Guy has been in office since I was three. Don't think he's going to kill him. They'll make sure he's on some good anti-dementia medicine to make sure he's sharp. So people that uh, that think he's going to get killed. Wrong. Yeah.
Anyways, let's uh, open up the phone lines, sir. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. Okay, call me 702-329-0480. Tell me what you want to talk about. Call me. Yell at me. Tell me I'm crazy. Call me names. I'll hang up on you if you call me too many names. We can talk football. My pick of the week. I'm studying him right now. And, uh... Should be an interesting week. Very interesting week. Oh, I think I know who I'm picking already. Yeah, that looks like a good pick. Welcome to the mouthpiece, is Mike. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? We're okay, we're okay. We're just listening to some live shows. Is live right now, or yeah, yeah, we are. Li- we are live on the air. Lower the volume. Yeah. Small. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, who's what? What's your name, man? What's my name? My name is Habib oh. Chaban. Where are you from? I'm from Lebanon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, well, you got any questions for me today? It's politics, right? Yes. I don't know. You said something to talk about. Sure. So some topic popped up in our heads, and we're just trying to kind of figure it out, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, politics is a pretty fucked up, divided situation in this country right now. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, it is what it is. You know? <laughs> That's good enough. Good enough. Yeah, so, so what's going on in the world? Let me ask you that question. What's going like, on? Where are we going? What where are we th- going that, with this, this that, whole situation, this whole everyday and day thing? The virus and, and whatever. And whatever one time, like, let's attack it one at a time, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Can you turn that volume down in the back? I can't hear you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. There, you there you go. Yeah, so no, what are we going to do? It's... uh. It's a pretty disgraceful situation going on in the world, isn't it? I mean, uh, very much so. but I, like, I, I, I knew this it, was going to happen. What is it all about? Like, where do you, where do they want to get to, man? That's that's the ending. That's a good There's question. Ending to everything. That's a good question. What do they want? Okay, that's a really good question. What do they want? Well, they want to burn the shit down. Uh, if Trump gets reelected, that's what they want. I mean, uh, that's from your lens. That's just one lens. Yeah. So, I mean, it's disgusting. It's horrible. You know. But uh, yeah, what do they want? That's a good question. What do they want? We have a justice system that's designed for innocent or guilt, and uh, if they don't get their way, uh, they um. 
They want they want to go riot in the streets like a bunch of little babies with a temper tantrum. So how come how come in the last two hundred and fifty years or however long in USA history it's never been like this? This deep, this enrooted. This well, I'll tell you why. Intense. I'll tell you why. That's a real good question. And the answer is they will stop at nothing to divide this country into pieces to get Trump out of office, okay? These billionaires and, and, and top 1% that run the world, they hate him because he is a threat to their money, period. What do you think Bloomberg? Bloomberg's worth $68 billion. He spent $1 billion trying to buy the presidency. Now he just spent... A hundred million in ads in Florida, including raising 16 million to pay fines of felons to get it wiped off their records so they could go vote for Biden. Why? Because he's made 60 billion of his 68 billion through 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 his media company through China. Okay, that's a threat to all these people or their threat to their money. That's yeah, why that's the big the people are coming. We all know right now. Sorry, let, let me get into this for a bit with you. Yeah. We all know right now that he went to, to the Saudi Arabia and picked up a whole load of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got it back to the United States. So he's got power and he's got he's got uh, associates all over the world. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? That, I don't know if they fear him or they, uh, or they, they comply by everything I, he wants. I, I just believe... And now this is my belief. It's my opinion. Doesn't, doesn't my opinion? My opinion doesn't need to be fact. But I I just believe that he's a threat to their money. I believe he's a threat to the status quo. Okay, everybody else gets in office. All these these people have run for president. Have been in president. They they got into office with no money. They leave. They're worth one hundred and fifty million dollars. You know, if if you're making money in politics. You're a fucking scammer. Okay, Mike, you know? are you gonna are you gonna answer honestly then right now? Are you gonna are you gonna answer honestly? Yeah, of course. And you don't think Trump is a part of them now? Do I believe of course Trump's a part of them. Trump's just okay, so uh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, but so I believe I do believe in the bottom of my heart. Now I listen, again, I am not a Trump fan. I used to be, I'm not anymore. Okay. But, he's, 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 yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a doorknob, but he's he's better. He's a, he's a doorknob, but he's still good. He's good for 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 the right things. He's good. We correct for the right things. It's correct, amazing. and that's the point I'm he's trying to make. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with you, hundred percent. Okay, but yeah. he's good. Like like the policies and the things that he's doing that they hate is is pro American and good for America. And if you look at the interviews. From the 80s, there's like four or five 80s and 90s. He did like five interviews. Barbara Walters, Oprah, go look him up. Everything he says today on the campaign trail and in when he when he runs his mouth on Twitter, he was saying 40 years ago. So it's not like he's just making this shit up. You know, he's been saying it for 40 fucking years. So, you know, with that said, uh, you know, I believe he's fighting for the country. I believe he's also... Not the greatest human well, no, being well, alive. What do you mean he's fighting for the so, country? He runs the world now. Yeah. Not the, not the way, but, but the thing is right now, Mikey, the thing is that, that, that no one's understanding here. It's so close to, to the elections right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're very close to the election. Right. Since he's, 
since he like he believes he's going to win because everyone believes they're going to win, right? We understand right, that feeling. Of but so if 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 the country has a chance, even and a small chance, and listen, Mikey, we're from the Middle East, and right. I know originally where you're from, also, and right. our backgrounds and everything. But like we see we see little signs of how back home was, and how you can see everything's being politicized in every possible way. Yes, and we see how civil wars start. We've yes. been in them our whole lives. We understand yes. how they operate. I agree. So if there's a risk to even like go there, why not yeah. let these 30 days pass, especially if this thing that they're going to jam and all this now, like feels like all the puzzles are just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bang, bang, bang everywhere. Yeah. So, no, no like, I agree. This is very risky, man. Very risky. No, we're, we're at a very, very dangerous time in this country. And... I believe it is 100% media driven because they will stop. I said it. The thing is, if you listen to my podcast, I've been saying it for a year and a half. They will stop at nothing to get Trump out of office. They don't care if there's civil war. They don't care how many millions yeah, die. Yeah, they've been attacking. And that's they, the scary part. Is that's scary. Look at the if rhetoric. Think about You're this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you were saying if they lose, but I'm, I'm, I'm tripping more if he loses. What mm-hmm. his supporters? Now that's a, that's will. a very good question. Okay, now yeah. we know that if if Biden loses, the left they're just going to keep doing what they're doing now, rioting and burning shit down. But I don't think but Trump he can will control that because he'll have he'll have yeah. to control that. Yeah, event. he'll be able to control it after the election. He can't do Correct. it now. Okay, now that's a good question. I worry about this. If yes. and this is I've why I've been about this for about right. a year and a half. Now, and now I, here, I was thinking, imagine this lady died, and look, she died. Yeah, like your so, creator is making some crazy things happen. Yeah, in the so, world. N- so now you made a good point. So let's just say um, Biden wins. Okay, God forbid. Um, yeah. Biden wins. Okay. Yeah. And that's why people are like, "Oh, Trump's anti-mail-in ballots." No, he's not. He's pro. He said it a million times. But they won't show that on the media. They'll just say he's against mail-in ballots. He's trying to steal the election. No, he's against. He's all for absentee ballots. He's against mass mail-in ballots. What the Democrats are doing is, if you're on a voter roll, they're sending you a ballot in the mail, whether you voted for ten years or not. Okay. Yeah. Then, and then, yeah. then people could go. They're gonna, there, there's other people. There's there's people that are going to vote at the polls, and they're going to vote with the ballots that they got that are going to be in the mail at the same time, okay? So he is against mass mail-in ballots, okay? You want an absentee ballot, you apply for one, you get one. It's in by, unless you're in the military, you have a few more days to come in the, the, the whatever, hundred couple hundred thousand ballots, whatever it is. But, but he's against the ma- mass mail-in ballots, and he's right. Anybody tells me he's right. My friend Ashley, she's on the far left. She hates Trump's guts, says we cannot have mass mail-in ballots. We cannot have at the end of this election people wondering whether it was rigged or not. We cannot. And that's the point. And they're, they're in the three biggest swing states in Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court has ruled unconstitutionally that they will accept ballots up to 72 hours after the election. Think about that. Think about that for a second. 
At, at the end of November 3rd, if it shows that Trump won, how easy is it going to be to postmark thousands of ballots that have come in two days later and then say he lost? You can't have that in this country. Even if, it, if it's Eisen, even the Eisen other Eisen way, Eisen this is Eisen how you Eisen. get a civil war. Be, just what I just yeah. said. It, you can't have it. So let's just everybody go to the fucking polls and fucking yeah. vote. And if you want an absentee ballot, you apply for one. Why are the Democrats changing the rules a month before the election? Because they know they're going to lose and they're trying to steal it. So is Trump rhetoric <laughs> good? It's terrible. Trump's rhetoric's terrible, but he has to protect the sanctity of the vote. All he's asking for is apply for regular absentee ballots or go vote. But he, did, he hasn't asked for much, but if you turn on left-wing media, they are, Trump's trying to suppress the vote. He's against mail-in ballots. He's trying to destroy the, It's just a lie. It's not true. No, no, no. He's, he's not. He's not about that. He's just an idiot, but he's a good idiot. He, he, you know? Dude, just perfect. He's a fucking. Uh, I'll go further. He's a moron, but he's a good moron. <laughs> you know? No, a, you hit yeah, it right on the nose. Moron, but he's our moron. He's our moron. <laughs> hey, man. God yeah. bless you, man. <laughs> thanks for talking. Thanks. Good thanks for calling, man. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. God bless you, and uh, let's pray for our country, you guys. I love you. Thanks oh, yeah. for calling. Yeah. Peace, Just man. Live in the hands of the Lord, my friend. You got live it, my friend. I agree. Right. T- take care. Take Later. care. Okay. All right. Oh, those guys were cool. See, they understand. Same thing I say. Yeah, Trump's a moron, but he's a good moron. Roll up music. Da-da-da. Do we have music? Oh, I do? No music for our pick of the week. There it is. Here's my pick of the week. Okay, everybody. I'm doing it. I know you guys are fucking, this is crazy. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going with my pick of the week. They are three and a half point favorites. They are 0-2. They are going against a 2-0 team. I predicted this team to win the NFC South. They are a team that gave away a 20-point lead versus Dallas last week with like five minutes to go. Most incredible thing i ever seen. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons at three and a half over the 2-0 Chicago Bears. I believed that the winner of that division was going to go to the Super Bowl. I thought it was going to be Tampa Bay or Atlanta. Those are my preseason picks. Um, Atlanta it should be... One and one. Uh, they're 0 and 2. The pressure on the coach to make the playoffs is all he was told playoffs or bust. They like the coach. They play hard for this coach. I still can't believe the fucking spinning football last week. But yes, Mr. 4 and 16. That's what I am on my pick this year. 2 and 0, though, on my 10 star picks. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. Minus three and a half over the Chicago Bears. And uh, there's a lot of other games I really like this week. This one uh, uh, sticks out a lot to me. Um, I like Detroit plus five and a half over Arizona. Yes, Arizona's 2-0. and Yes, they look good. Detroit's 0-2. They fell apart in the second half against Green Bay. I mean, literally 
if Detroit loses this game and goes to 0-3, their coach might not see game four. I'm telling you right now. So I'm, I like them a little bit. Um, Tennessee, two and a half over Minnesota. I mean, road favorite. I mean, it goes to show you that Minnesota's defense is just decimated. They stink. Uh, losing to Barkley kind of hurts. Uh, San Francisco's lost a lot of players. I, I kind of like the Giants plus four and a half. I mean, I think I might find myself a winning week this week. Seems like a lot of picks that, uh, you know, um, go my go their way. Uh, I like I like the Patriots minus six and a half over the Vegas. Um, but who knows? I mean, if they can, if they can win a Monday night game like the way they did, go on a short week from Vegas to New England in the early time zone and beat New England or cover, wow, that means this team's for real. I don't see it. I kind of like New England, but nope. The Atlanta Falcons are definitely my pick. Everybody's like, they've been laughed at, made fun of. They have been just shredded in the media this week. I know they're a very good team. Um, it's a must win for them. I love Atlanta minus three and a half over Chicago. That's my 10 star pick of the week. That's it. That's it. Uh, see if we can start the year off three and oh, uh, on our 10 star pick of the week. Uh, this is like I said, this is more normal to me. Uh, every year, since I can since I can remember, I'm like eighty percent on my ten star picks, and like not eighty, maybe yeah, seventy five, eighty, and then I'm like the rest of them I lose like ninety percent. That's how I've been my whole life. You know what I mean? So I'll pick one or two games. Hey, we got another call. Ooh, welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike, I just want to check with you on something. Uh, You know a lot about sports, sports betting, but, man, you're such a good poker player, great poker player. Don't you think your money's better invested like in poker? Don't you get a bigger return from poker than sports betting? Oh, yeah. Or do you win on both? No, I don't bet sports anymore. I quit three years ago. Um, I made a couple. Oh, okay. Yeah, I made a couple couple of, couple thousand. I made a, I came out of retirement to make a, a bet on a hockey game this year. I bet three grand. I led two nothing with ten minutes to go. I lost. I was like, and that's yeah. after. this listen. That's after picking seventeen straight winners without making a bet. So I decided, eh, I'm doing a lot better. Let me let me make a bet. And I lost like thirty eight hundred or something. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot, Mike. So, uh, and then I made another bet for two thousand on Boston yesterday. I thought I still believe they're the best team. I think they're going to win that. I think they're going to win that series. They're down three two. I might be wrong, but no, I don't bet no more. My days are betting are over. You know, I used to bet five, ten, twenty thousand a game. Uh, I I I lost uh, what is it uh, six point three million betting sports. No, I don't bet sports no more. Nope, I finally well, wised two, up. Two or three grand. I mean, that's that's like one cash game pot for you. That's not a big deal for mm-hmm. you. Listen, if I bet a thousand or two on every game of the board my whole life, I'd be worth millions. Okay. So, um, you know, if I throw a game, uh, there's a game on TV. And, and when I say I quit betting, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've made a $1,000 bet, 
you know, probably 10 times, 15 in the last three years, you know, but most of the time it's, it's at a poker table where we're all playing poker and, 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 and we, I say pick a side or, and, or, and they pick a side and we watch the games. But other than that, I, I just don't bet no more and I never will, you know, it's, um, it takes, uh, listen, you go broke enough times and you struggle like I have once I have my injury and stuff, you wisen up. I mean, if you don't, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results. So you got to move forward in your life and uh, realize, you know, that sports betting is it's just a losing proposition. You just can't win, you know. But I do give my pick of yeah, the week out every week. Who's going to beat the bookies, man? they got so much more information than you do and no. than anybody does. Listen, they know what's going I'm on. I'm the only guy who ever booked that lost. Me and a guy named Steve Flicker, God rest his soul, he died about five years ago. Um, he, um, we used to book and we booked the two biggest fish in poker and they beat us each for a million each and they busted us. And, um, and, uh, most bookies would say, Hey, uh, good luck next week and book them the next week. And then, uh, if they won, say, Hey, we're waiting on some money bet this week. That's what most bookies do. Right. And then they get all their money back, but we were very honest. We said, Hey, you busted us. We're out of business. You have to bet somewhere else. And then they ended up losing three million in the next two weeks after beating us for two million. So um, <laughs> it's what happens. I'm the only guy who ever lost booking. But I mean, uh, I play poker with all these guys. All the bookies have all the money. You can't win at sports. There's not a bookie in the world that doesn't have all the money. Not one. So. Oh yeah, it's like me on the poker table. We got two hundred dollars in chips. I got twenty million. How do you possibly touch it? It's just no way. No, it's, it's the same it. thing. You're right. Like in poker. He who has the money has the power. When I had all the money and I challenged everybody head up and they would, they would ante up with 30, 40,000 against me, play me head up, oh, no limit or whatever. And I would have like a million behind me and I would put the pressure to them for their bankroll. And, and when you have the, that's why you see, uh, you'll see a lot of these very rich people win a lot of money playing poker because they don't mind if they if in a big game if, when you bet ten thousand and they make it fifty thousand. Fifty thousand of them's like five dollars to me and you. See what I'm saying? So, yeah. any anytime you could put pressure on people, I, I mean you're always going to win and no limit hold them. He he who has the money is going to win. The same with the bookies. You're 100 percent right. You know, no doubt. Hey, one more question: Are you sure. going to follow up your book, uh, Check Raising the Devil? Man, that was a great book. Man. Yeah, I got a new, I got book. a new book coming out. I was supposed to get it out by. Uh, the election, uh, but unfortunately, uh, a lot of things happened that I had to work on different things and I wasn't able to. It's called uh, Poker, Pain, and Politics, How All Three Made Me a Better Person. Uh, that'll that'll probably be out by the first of the year, I hope. Um, and so that's what I'm really working on. And it, again, it, it talks about uh, what I've been through in the poker world since my last book came out. It talks about the pain I've been through with my injury and it's not really about politics but it me becoming political and understanding the world has made me a better person because it's made me care about more than myself more than just playing on the green felt uh and i i start caring realizing and this is what i tell a lot of people who who hate trump or whatever it's like like the forgotten men and women in this country the people in the middle of i never knew that the middle of the country was was sold out to NAFTA trade agreement uh, where cars are all made in China, Japan, 
and Mexico and that Detroit's a fucking is gutted and it's a it's like a slum now. I didn't know any of that. I thought they were all made in Detroit, you know. And same with the all the middle America, all these people that are they're all hooked on opioids with no jobs because they're getting rid of whether it's coal or or whatever. I mean, you got it. There's a lot to think about, you know. Uh, and that's why uh, I've become political and I, I start thinking about all these other people, the working class people, because everybody in poker, not one person in poker, whether you play, even if you pay 50 cents in a dollar, okay, you're not in the real world. Because even if you play 50 cents in a dollar, you're going to lose a couple hundred dollars, a day, uh, win or lose a couple hundred a day. No, the real world are the fa- the mother and father that are working for, for 100 or 200 a day to try and put food on the table for, for their kids, for their two kids, and they're working 16-hour days. That's the real world, okay? Nobody, not one poker player is in the real world. And I've learned to reach out and, and care about them, and uh, that's what the politics part of my book is about. So it should be good. Well, man, any anything you feel about any issue is falls somewhere on the political spectrum. So people mm-hmm. say they're not political or wrong. If you've got an opinion about about um trade or anything else detroit like you said yeah. you're on the political spectrum agree and you're going to get feedback yeah agree. wherever it is yeah agree and, is. and before 2015 i didn't know and i, I have no problem saying it. it could be an it might you could laugh at me all you want i didn't know what a democrat or republican was i just knew one i i didn't i just voted for whoever sounded the best when i heard a tv ad you know what I'm saying? I just knew one. one the only thing I knew is one side was for big government, and the other side was for didn't want government in their lives. So I always said, "Well, if I had to be anybody, I'd probably be a Republican because I don't want government in my life." But I didn't know to the depths of how it goes. Um, you know that the Democrats will want to give away everything for free because they don't want people working; they want people living off the government so they can vote for them for power. See, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? I, I learned all that. You know, but in this world, like I said, my dad taught me, God rest his soul. He said, son, there's nothing you can't do in the world if you want to be successful. You work hard enough, you can have it. You want to be a millionaire, you work hard, you can have it. My parents came from no money, none, zero. Even even when my dad was busting his ass selling carpet and furniture when I was 21 years old, and I was and then I was living in a in a mobile home that I was paying where I was pay, paying. Uh, $200, uh, was it $208 a month rent? I lived in a mobile home the size of the room that I'm literally the size of the room I'm doing the podcast in, right? I worked my ass off to get where I, where I was, came. I came from nothing. In life, if you work hard enough, you could have anything. And the Democrats want to tell you you're a victim and you're dealt a bad hand. And because of the color of your skin, you need us. You can't make it in the world. And that's a fucking lie. Okay, you go out. I don't yeah. care who you are. If you could go out, if you have nothing and you work two jobs a day and you live in at, in the cheapest place you could find and you save and you save and you save for two years and then you could go to college and if you do that from the age of eighteen to the age of twenty eight and by the time you're thirty and out of college you've got a full time job making money. Don't tell me you can't make it. Anybody can make it if you work hard enough. They got to stop the victim mentality. The victim mentality is destroying this country. It's destroying it. Exactly. It's dividing everybody, man. It's right. dividing people. That's their whole idea. Divide by race. The feminists divide by sex. Right. The Democrats. That's divide the Democrats. They want to divide it everywhere. Right. 
Now, I mean, they say that Trump's the biggest divider, full of hate. Everything they say that Trump is is what they are. You see what I'm trying to say? It's just projection. It's just, I can prove it to people. And I tell people all the time who are on the left, and I, and I do, I have debates with, with a couple of people on the left. We have great civil debates. And, mo- and when it's all said and done, you know, they, they, they all say that I'm right on most subjects. But like I tell people all the time, if I sat, and I mean this, and I challenge anybody who's listening to the show who's on the left, if I, I challenge them to come to Vegas, sit down, Smoke a couple hits of pot with me because you can think outside the box and then we could talk politics and I will guarantee you if 10 people did that, eight out of the 10 will see my point of view in life and and on the other side, okay, uh, like like if they try and convince me, zero out of 10 will believe that the left is correct. In other words, the minds that would be changed, okay, are going to be 80% would be changed from people from left to right and zero, maybe one, okay, out of 10 might be changed from left to right. If they sat, we had a discussion for three hours and talked politics over a couple of hits of pot. I believe that in every form of my bone in my body. But see... Okay, you got a deal, man. I'm coming out for the World Series of Poker. And we're going to do that. I want to meet you anyway. I want you to sign the book. You got it's a great it. book. People don't know that I haven't read it. It's just, I mean, anyone that's casually in the poker like I would be, I mean, it's just amazing. This, this things in your book, I, I mean, they're hard to believe. It's almost like you had to make it up to make it yeah. that crazy. But no, it's wait, all, wait it's till you see real. The, wait till you hear the follow up to the book. I mean, poker. You're going to hear things that have happened to me since that book that you just won't even believe is possible. That's what, I've been through five times worse shit in the last 12 years than when I wrote that book. So uh, I was going to write Check Raising the Devil 2, The Devil Raised Back. But instead, I thought Poker, Pain, and Politics, How All Three Made Me a Better Person, uh, is a better book title. And um, it's going to be good, I promise. So I got yeah, some more sounds, calls. It sounds great, man. Like I said, I'm coming out for the World Series. Um, are you worried about going and playing live poker with this coronavirus? Or are you fine with that? I, I'm not worried about it. I have underlying conditions, so um, I'm a little. That's the only. If I didn't have any underlying conditions, and if I wasn't obese or anything, I mean, I would definitely. I'm not obese, anyways, but I mean, I'm a, I'm a little overweight, but not that much. But um, I wouldn't be scared of shit. But the doctor told me, you know, I'm a very high risk if I get the coronavirus, and uh, I have a friend that plays in a home game. Uh, the whole home game got the coronavirus. I was supposed to be in, I was I was very upset. I wasn't invited to the game, okay? And that's why I say, look, the, the man upstairs watches over me because everybody in that game got the coronavirus. And so, yeah, oh my God. you know, I, I mean, if I get the coronavirus, the chances of me living through it, I mean, we're... Where I, I read off the survival rate today was a five point four percent, five point four percent die. I mean, I, I mean, I probably have a five percent chance of dying if I get it. So I'm going to be very careful. Uh, but other than that, if I didn't have underlying conditions, I mean, Sean D lived through it. The guy's a hundred pounds overweight. So I mean, yeah. I was really, I was really worried when he got it. I'm like, man, this guy's overweight. He's a perfect classic example of someone to die from the coronavirus, and and he's already healthy. So. Uh, anyways, that's my thing. I got to go. I got five some other calls. Five percent is a two-outer, and how many two-outers have you ever 
Exactly. I don't like the five percent number. Right. Like I said, that's over. That's exactly. But that's over the age of seventy. You know. Like I did. You. I don't know if you heard when I was reading off the statistics. You know. This, this is from the the CDC right here. I'll read them to you. Zero to nineteen survival rate ninety nine point nine nine seven. And meanwhile, they're keeping the schools closed for political reasons, so the parents can't go to the work, so the economy can't rebound, so they can vote for fucking Biden. Exactly. 20, 20, exactly to, 40, right. 20 to 49, survival rate, 99.98. So you have, the other one is 0.003%. This is a 0.02% fatality, 20 to 49. 50 to 69 Survival rate is 90. You have a point, a half a percent, point zero five percent of dying. 50 to 69. And 70 plus, 94.6. So you have a 5.4% chance of dying if you're over 70. It's real simple. If you're over 70 until there's a fucking vaccine, stay the fuck home. Okay? If you're under that, go out, enjoy your life. You don't need a fucking mask. Enjoy your life. Don't listen to all the bullshit to scaring people. And if you want to be around grandma and grandpa, go get a fucking COVID test. But if you're out and about, it's real fucking simple. It's real fucking simple. I got to go. I got another call. Thanks for calling, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate Take it. Take care. See you then. Peace. Okay. You too. Welcome to the mouthpiece. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. Who's this? Oh, not a whole lot. I'm a second time caller. I've been uh, wanting to get through to you last couple yep. podcasts you've, uh, you've held. I got a question. Um, you know, the poker world respects your game. I do too. I've watched you since the early 2000s. I'm just thinking in today's landscape, if I were to, let's just say, for example, you were starting from scratch and, and I gave you 50000 to play five ten no limit, okay? Mm-hmm. and Or you play in the big games, that you crush, right? With all these, you know, the choice games that you play. Right. Do you think, what What do you think you'd be able to do with your skill level in the 510 live games? Like, that's a, yeah, that's, a game? that's a great question because the 510 games are the toughest games to beat. Um, they are right. all, they are, the 510, the 1020s are built for grinders. Like if you watch the movie Rounders, like the Kanishas of the world, that's what you have in the 5, 10, and 10, 20 games. They are tough. Right. They are really tough. Um, since the day I became a pro in 1996, I've said it. The higher you play, the better the game because you're playing with people right. that don't care about money. And so uh, a lot of my success this year, and I have no problem saying it, COVID 2020 has been the best year of my life in poker <laughs> yeah. and in life probably. Yeah. Probably in life. Yeah. Than any other year. That's great. You know, where it's been the worst for 95, 98, whatever percent of the people. You know, my friend, uh, right. Jer- my friend Jeremy, I played a private game with. He's 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 very wealthy. But um, he told me, boy, this COVID's been great. He's made so much money. He's crushing games. He's his business is doing yeah. great. You know, he said, God bless COVID. So there's a lot of people that have done well. Now, I pull for the country and the world. So I I could care less about sure. myself, you know, when it comes to that. But. But I've gotten in some really I mean, good private games. So, yeah. yeah, and that's where I've seen you mention that. I mean, is your skill level right now good enough to grind out a, oh, yeah. a living? 
oh, yeah. 2510. I mean, do you oh, think you're, you're there again? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, now, I, I, I was really sharp March, April, and May, and even June. Um, uh-huh. And then Phil got me kicked out of this game because this fucking one sociopath, I'm not going to name any names, who fucking just kept going to Phil and making shit up about me because he wanted me out of the game because the guy was the second best player yeah. in the game and I was a threat to him. And he, um, you know, then he went on to win like a another 600,000 in the game. And Phil's like, well, I didn't know he was that good. I go, Phil, the guy was the second best player in the game. The guy made up shit after shit to you to get me kicked out of the game. But you're too big of a fucking right. idiot to fucking believe me. You're going to believe this idiot you've known for a fucking year. So, uh, right. you know, this is what poker players do. Well, he doesn't do. want the game to break for himself, too, right. either, you know? Yeah. This, like, is what, this is what poker players do. They are, it's a cutthroat business. I hate it. That's why I'm hoping to, I, I just invested some My money. ROI is the best ROI in history. I'll say yeah. that. <laughs> you know, and yeah. so, um, you know, poker is a tough way to make an easy living. But there's like, you know, there's uh, I'm part of the 1% that's able to make a living. But poker's tough, man. I mean... I, my advice to people is always yeah, is, is go to school. Don't be a professional poker player because once you're in, there's kind of no way out. You know, especially if you're young. If you're yeah. like if you're like 25 and you start playing poker, like all of a sudden you're 40 years old and you find yourself grinding. And right. Like 15 years of your life have gone by, and if you went to school and worked hard, you'd already have like two, three million and, and a family and then your life's cruising. In poker, yeah, you could be that one percent that has three, four, five million, two, three, four, five million. But most of most people aren't gonna make that money. And I just I'm just a, being a realist. You know what I mean? Especially in no yeah, limit I get stuff. It. I mean if you're a great cat mix mean, game think- player like I am, you know, yeah. you learn all the games, yeah, you could make a good living because because you've got a lot of fish to play in these big mix games. But uh and I'm better than everybody in the right. mix games. So uh, so you're gonna you're gonna make a living. I mean, your your edge, indefinitely, you, you should turn a profit. I could, yeah, I'm always gonna term, win no in, mix, what, in mixed right? ga- in mixed games for sure. And I think in no limit for four months. I mean, yeah, the competition wasn't as good, but I got so locked in where it was felt like the old Mike. I mean, I just knew what people had. It was just like I couldn't believe how it all came back to me. And I had not played mass right. amounts of no limit since like 2000 and seven okay basically I mean, are I, you even really having to make huge adjustments or is it just no, are, you, are I, you locked in on, on the, a certain the, style right the, now the adjustments i made is just playing post-flop uh before it was all pre-flop and now it's all post-flop so uh right uh, i've i've always been a great reader of cards uh so it wasn't that hard of an adjustment for me um and I you almost I, like let the board do the work for you now. You, you know, got, like you can let the board. You just hit it right on the nose, and, and you pick the angles. Right, you just hit it right on the nose. Okay, on the days I struggled, my friend would tell me, "You're not letting the game come to you. Let the game come to you, Mike. You're forcing yeah. it." And those would be the bad days I would have. And my friend would keep me in line and tell me, "Hey, Mike, this you're letting the you're, you're pressing the action. Relax. And as long as I relax, let the game come to me." All of a sudden, I'd get a few hands, and I'd be patient, and the next thing you know, I'd crush. I mean, I had a 38-day winning streak yeah. during COVID, a 38-day winning streak yeah. in No Limit Hold'em. And And um, that was— Well, uh, I've been watching you play on these tournaments, too, streaming yeah. and that, and what I'm realizing in my game, too, I play a lot of PLO. Mm-hmm. Um, that game, 
what I what I struggle with or have in the past is getting too much money in pre flop, yeah. and then I'm, I'm constantly putting myself in a sticky Correct. situation post flop because of the, the the pot size, right? Yeah. Now, and that's funny you say that. The is, fluctuations are huge. Yeah, it's in, funny. In everything. It's so. funny you say that because on my in my home game, we just started the we 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 picked up a bunch of new players and we just started playing uh-huh. a lot of two four PLO, okay. And, oh, nice. And I notice, and, and I've been playing for like four or five hours a day because, you know, 2-4 PLO, I mean, you could grind out 1,000 a day I, and, uh, you know, 500 yeah. a day. And, you know, that's an extra, even 500 a day is an extra 14,000 a month. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's big enough. Yes. It's big enough where right. I could like play it. Where I was struck, I do play in all the mixed games on my site and all the all the home games. You know, but it, I struggle like one two no limit. I play like crap. You know, like like it's like yeah. oh fifty bucks to call. What's fifty bucks? You see what I'm saying? And I and I find myself I, I get it. Yeah. I find myself struggling. But with the two four PLO, you made a good point. Um, I, I find myself playing pretty good. And uh, and again, not not inflating the pot pre-flop you know what i'm saying i yeah, mean yeah you're constantly under pressure that's unnecessary because if you're not in position yeah. and there's too much money in the middle right. you, you're you don't give yourself a chance because you, you can't bluff you can't re-bluff or, right. or fight back uh you're right the pot size is, is for your stack you know and, and i just re- you know i hadn't played any plo i used to grind the plo quarter 50s at at uh full tilt in 2008 2009 2010 but i noticed uh-huh. i hadn't played any plo cash since then so it took me a while to adjust, and I noticed, you know, once I once I adjust, is you do not want to inflate pots out of position, unless you have like ace king king queen, right. you know, and then you want to make the pot it, bigger, okay. But then if a flop comes right. shitty, you just check fold. But you want to get money in the pot, you know, when you have a really good right. hand. But other than that, I mean, I, I realized, you know, what the game always has been in PLO, and that's you want to be raising pots in position whether it's medium to marginal or very strong uh position in plo is so much stronger than it is in no limit and it's strong in no limit I, don't I kid yourself but plo yeah. and it's, it's critical i mean if i'm out of position with any four yeah uh, I, I don't care if i have aces or double suited you know paint or anything it's mm-hmm. it, it, you're you're under pressure because yeah. with the you know, the no, I know what you're game. saying. I know what you're saying. People are just, they're hunting you down. They're, they're, they, they, they they're flo- they'll, you they with... come, they'll call you on the flop with one pair, right? Then you'll pot the, and there's, and now there's a two spades on the board, right? Now you'll pot the right. turn. You have like a set. And then the flush card right. hits and you check and they take the pot from you. It's so important. It's so important yeah. to be in position or the board pairs and you check and you have a flush. You know, maybe they're calling you with the king eye flush. Now you check, because they yep. bomb it. Now what are you going to do? It's just position and that's pop- the problem. You're you're stuck for your stack on yeah. one decision when right. you just put yourself in the trick bag. You know, correct. And, and in hold them, it's a lot not easier to give out secrets. Yeah. You know, not that I'm some master, but what I've started doing is opening up. I'm either going to play tight, or I'll do the exact opposite, and I'll start three and four betting um, marginal hands because. If, yeah. you, if you're just you're you're so isolated, well, yeah. Um, like when you have the eight, that game, when you have the eight nine ten, yeah. When you have like the eight nine ten king double suited on the button, 
I three bet that yeah. all the time. I want to isolate and get head up against the razor because yeah. a good chance you're going to flop part of that. You know, and, and they're the, putting you on king's races, likely. Right. You know, it, depending on yeah. your prior play, but yeah, you know, no, there's that, a lot of learning. That game may never be truly mastered. I think just be, in like oh eight, uh, like your yeah. game. You know, what um, the, what limits do you usually play PLO? Um, I usually play at the Aria. Um, the one three one, five, two, game? five, and yeah. then five ten. I'll play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, the one two five is pretty cool. You know, well, if you're bored, or you want to like play. If, if you're bored, and you want to play on my home game. Uh, uh, it's we we run a two four PLO every day. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you you can you you that's can, a good game. Yeah, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com and uh, my assistant will set you up an account. But it's a lot of fun and uh, the game. Yeah, been, you're not gonna you know get whacked for yeah. you know a crazy amount. And the the upside is uh, yeah. And that's I, what I like about those games is if you lose fifteen hundred or something, yeah, it's a, it's a loss. But yeah. in a week, you could make. You Listen, know, I made six thousand. I made least, six thousand this week. Okay, so, um, you know, it's a uh, it's a game you can make money in. But it, you know, and the, and the people that lose, they cry. A lot of the crybabies. You know, I'm like, dude, it's two four PLO. Okay, you're going to swing right. two three thousand. You could lose two grand oh, a yeah. day. Okay, it's a big game. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I know it's a big game. So these people, they whine. I'm like, this. Please don't pl- unless you can afford. To lose five thousand in a week, okay? Please don't play this game. I tell right. them that. I'm like, this game. Well, you might look at it as two four dollar, okay? But the game plays so much bigger. It, it just does. Like I said, it allows many, me to uh, focus and play. Do you well. have your tables. What's that? How many seats do you? Play I think with it's. At your uh, I think it's eight handed, nine handed, but usually. Uh, so. It, yeah, we usually have two like seven handed games going. I mean. Uh, Sometimes they fill up. If you've got, if you have one or two action players, you've got to be playing for stacks almost every hand. We have every prepared to. We have two. We have know? we have two players that play in the game that have a hundred percent VPIP, literally. Like I've never seen. Well, one guy, right. my, one guy has a ninety six percent VPIP. I'll say, okay. But the other, we have another guy who has a hundred percent VPIP. I've never seen a guy play for wow. three hours in an eight or nine handed PLO game and not ever fold a hand. And Ray, I just never seen it. I told him I I give a shout out to him on my podcast today. I go one W. This is for yeah. you. You're the fucking first guy I played with in 24 years that has a fucking 100 percent VPIP. But you're fucking <laughs> fun incredible. for the site. You're good for my game. God bless hey. you. I told him I yeah. I go him I give him a shout out. Anybody who has 100 because I've been playing 24 years, I've never seen 100 percent VPIP. I mean, I've seen people no. play 90 percent of the hands. I never seen 100 before. This is a uh, that was uh, this fun. So uh, I told him I'd give him a shot. Yeah, and, so. and you can't sit. You'll get eaten alive if you just sit back and and wait. You know, with a yeah a table hey. full of anything of that yeah. style. You know. Yeah. But listen, I got I got that's, more. That's good to know. Yeah, I got a couple more calls. I got I got I got to answer that. So uh, you know, if you want to play, that, if you want to play my home, you, yeah, if you want to play in the home game, just email mouthpoker at yahoo.com and my assistant will set you up. All right, man. Thanks for calling. I appreciate the info, man. You got it. Have Later. a good one. See ya. Hello, Mike. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? Welcome to Mouthpiece. Hey, my name's Mark. I cannot believe I'm actually talking to you, brother. It's all good, man. It's just unbelievable. Um, I just have a, a quick poker question for you, so to speak. Uh, I took my bankroll and I bought a house for I did, my family. I, I've done that so, before. Which, 
Yeah, which is good. But now I'm kind of starving over. I've been playing poker about 10 to, 10 to 11 years right now as like kind of solid three days a week. I drive a truck, so I'm all over the country. And I go to Canada sometimes, and I'm lucky to play there. I was just kind of kind of wondering what you think. And I got $5,000 on, on hand now to stop my bankroll back up and stop playing again. Would I, should I break that into some tournaments, or should I just play cash no, right now? I would not go and play tournaments, because tournaments are people that take shots to try and make a big score right away. It's one of the biggest problems that people make. They find themselves, hey, I only got this much money. What do I do? Uh, and then they like, oh, I need to make a score. I need to make a score because I, I went and bought something big and or they had a losing streak. My advice is play small, lower level poker. Try and grind yourself up to like a thousand a week or five, like, even like whatever, like a couple hundred a day for a while and uh, build that up to about 20,000 and then move yourself up, you know, and uh, that's so what I would do. You're, you're thinking like I was. I was going to say, if I can make an extra $300 a day, yeah. You know, I would say if I play like four days a week, yeah. that's twelve hundred. You know what I'm saying? And if I got a free weekend, I play a little bit longer, maybe a twelve sure. hour shift. Do you uh, play live or online? Uh, I just play live games. Oh, good, good, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I would do. I would, uh, you know, live. Your variance is going to be way less than online. Uh, so, um, uh, you'll be able to if you're a good player. I mean, even in a one three game. Uh, you buy in for like a thousand or whatever. Uh, if you're any kind of a player, that's uh, three hundred big blinds. Uh, you know, you could buy in for like three hundred three times. You know what I mean? It's a hundred big blinds. Yeah. You know, if you. Lose- I just want to say thank, thank you, and I really mean that because I, I actually like I knew who you were, mm-hmm. you know, through the World Series of Poker and stuff like that, and I found your podcast like a month ago. Oh, cool. And I, I was going back, and I was listening to that Mike Sexton interview the, that you had a, a few years back. Yeah. And it was just uh, unbelievable stuff, and I just yeah. want to say thanks. It keeps me atta- entertained while I'm driving. Yeah, there's a, we've had a lot of really good podcasts. I've had a lot of couple of really mainstream political people on. I've had a lot of mainstream sports people on. Um so uh yeah we're trying to grow the podcast we we had a little bit of a lull during covid because there was no poker going on and there was really no sports going there was really nothing to talk about you know except for my home game that i was playing my private game i was playing and uh so i i didn't i didn't have any podcast for a while but uh we're going full steam through the football season here and uh and uh we'll be here uh, probably uh every thursday to saturday uh, one of the three days, we're not sure. So keep listening, and I appreciate you to calling in. I appreciate you, brother. Be safe. Don't forget the vote. Trump 2020, it, brother. You got it, buddy. Trump 2020. I agree. All right, Thank bye. Bye bye. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Who's this? Yo, yo. Yo, yo. What's up, man? You there? Yeah. Right. Hey, Mike. Yeah, what's up, man? Who's this? This is Sean. How's it going? Sean, buddy. How's it going, buddy? Oh, not too bad. Just seen you online. Just thought I'd say hi. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it, man. What have you been up to, man? How are things going? Oh, uh, not too bad. I just heard somebody on there. Uh, I think it was a truck driver. I think he said uh, th- he was a truck driver on there. I think. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I he was. I think you were just talking to him. I think he said something about Canada. I'm from Canada, so I just called him and say hi. Oh, cool, man. How's it going in Canada? Do they let you out of the house, or do they have you on lockdowns there? Um, actually, we're we're allowed out of the house. Actually, uh, we're not on lockdown. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, yep. you know, a lot of people want to compare the COVID situation in Canada and the United States, but but what's, what they just don't understand is people didn't fly in from China to Europe or China or Europe to the United States, okay? And then go to, nobody flies into Canada, okay? All the, the whole spread of the virus is from all the flights coming in from, that went from China to Europe and Europe to the United States, you know? People don't fly into to Canada directly, you know what I mean? From Europe. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's why the COVID cases are a lot less there. And I, you try and tell people that and they're just, they're just stupid, you know, but how are you, how are you doing, Mike? I'm doing good, man. I mean, you know, it's been tough. It's been a long, you know, the thing is, is I, you know, I, it's just, I just want this election to be over with. So the country quits burning, you know, because November, you know, if Trump wins, I'll, the difference is, is they'll keep trying to burn the country, but Trump will bring the Trump will have the troops out on the street, and that'll be the end of that. He can't do that right now because they'll call him a dictator or a fascist. Uh, but I am worried if Trump loses, that the right doesn't just go completely crazy and say we've had enough. So I'm really, really worried about the country. I'm scared to death of civil war, and it's been totally media. Everything's media driven. The entire all the divide in this country is media driven. They need to divide the country to get people out to vote. It's the sickest thing I've ever seen. Both sides do it. It's so sick. It's so sick. What they, I mean, what people do for power. I, I, I agree with you, Mike. I do agree with you there. It's so, I don't care what side you're, if you're telling me, if you're, no matter what side of the equation you're on, if you're telling me, oh, it's Trump's the big divider, uh, and then the Democrats are, they're both fucking divide. They're doing, one's, try, one's causing racial unrest. By going anti-police, which is really dangerous, and the other, and Trump's going, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 fear-mongering with, oh, all these rioters are coming to the suburbs, they're coming for you, you know, that starts more fear, you know, that's not true either. So I mean, uh, there's uh, just what dealt, but what's going? It's so fucking brutal out here, bro. I mean, we're six, well, we're still fucking sick, four weeks, five weeks away from the election. I mean, can you imagine what's, how bloody this shit's going to get the next three weeks? Oh my God! Pray. Uh, it, it, it was nice to it was nice to talk to you, Mike. I just was calling to say hi, man. I just stay safe over there and just call and to say, uh, yeah. you know, we love you over here in Canada, bro. Thank you so much, man. God bless you. God bless your country. Uh, God bless everybody. And thank you for calling. And uh, I appreciate you calling into the mouthpiece. And thank you so much, man. Hey, Mike. Don't worry, bro. Have a good one, buddy. We love you. You Cheers, too, dude. my friend. Love you too. Later. Bye. Yeah. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's going on, man? Hey, Mike Madison. Wow. What's going on, dude? I've been watching. I've been watching you since World Series of Poker. All that good stuff. Yeah. You're just one of those one of those memorable characters, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm a character. That's an understatement for me. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a character. You know, I I kind of tell it like it is. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. You know. Um, that's it. You know, I just, uh, try and be me, man. Try and be me. Try and make money in poker. Try and teach people poker that want help, you know, try and make the world a better place. That's kind of what I do. You know, that's all I do. That's all I care about. You know, try and make the world a better place. That's great, man. That's great. So I just have uh, a question for you. Sure. Um, so I watched an interview with Daniel Negreanu Mm -hmm. from three years ago. Mm-hmm. On a uh, poker stories mm-hmm. uh, with a uh, card player, 
Mm-hmm. And he kind of took a little, I feel like he kind of took a little dig at you. Yeah. He said that you owed, owed him money or something like that. Yeah. But that's been, I've been listening. Oops. Yeah, that's been taken care but of. I've been, that, that's been taken care of. Yeah. It was, very, yeah, was, it, it was very hurtful. Well, it, what it was is, uh, is Daniel, uh, uh, we're very close again, and, and that's been taken care of, and we talk a lot. But um, what, what it was is uh, uh, he was there for me after my injury where nobody else was. Um and I screwed up, uh, but most of it and the anger from him was political because he was like 80 degrees left in 2016 and I was like 80 degrees right. And it it caused just, it was like a war of the worlds. I believe in capitalism. Yeah, and this year, you know, uh, I'm five degrees right and he's about five or 10 degrees left. And uh, the craziness, the bitter war that we got in over it is over. So uh, we're trying, both of us are trying our best to to try and stay, you know, we, we're going to push to a side who we believe in, but we're trying to not go politically insane like we were four years ago. And I, I got the I'm, GBGBs. I'm trying my best to do that. So, uh, yeah, me and Daniel are, are doing good. So that's, that's good. Nice. I was going to say, cause like in the later podcast, you guys seem like you tell stories about him. You guys seem like you're getting along. Yeah, we are. So I thought that was, yeah, we are. Good. I mean, we, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's very passionate about one side politically, and I'm passionate about the other. And we, I mean, I could read you off some of the texts that we go at each other a lot, but it's not, it's not hateful text. It's not hateful text like it was in 2016, where, where I don't even want to even ever repeat some of the texts he sent me. Uh, and we get along pretty good, so uh, you know, it's a, it's really good. What's that, bud? Yeah, I don't know. If we have a we have a two part episode podcast uh, with Daniel uh, that was uh, a what a year ago, right? No, it was right before the World Series started last year. So it was uh, June of 2019. You can check out that two part episode. It was really good. We cleared the air on everything we were upset with, um, and then we moved forward. So it's a really great in, in a podcast. I don't know if you've listened to it yet, uh, but uh, you go check it out. That's from. Uh, First of June, or sorry, the first of June, or the or late May, it was the right before the World Series started. We did a two part episode, so you can check that out. Nice, I will. And uh, last thing I want to say is Mike Matisau for Poker Hall of Fame. It shouldn't have happened a uh, while ago. You're damn right, buddy. I mean, uh, hopefully it'll happen this year. If it doesn't, you know, whatever. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm always going to be disappointed with the World Series of Poker because my dad was very sick and I told them that and I really wanted to be in the Hall of Fame before my dad passed away and he passed away in April and uh, it's something I don't know if I could ever forgive them for but uh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to get in whether it's this year or next year. It'll be soon but I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much and thank you for the call. You're welcome, man. Have a, you're welcome. Have a good night. Thank you so much. All right. Okay. Welcome to the mouthpiece is Mike. What's going on, man? Hey, Mike. This is Chris. I'm in Seattle, Washington. I got two questions. One, your uh, home game. Do you do you have out of state players? I have out of state players. I have out of country players. I have I have people from all over the world playing it. Um, it's really awesome. good. I mean, uh, I'm more like uh, uh, I'm ranking very small just for my time. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I, I used to play two hours a day, uh, and now I'm playing probably four. 
uh, because my big game right now is, is not running. So uh, I've been playing with everybody about four hours a day. Uh, we play one, two, no limit, two, four, no limit. Right now, the game, the main game has been like two, four PLO, um, which allows me to kind of focus a little more because when you can win or lose a thousand a day, you know, it's a lot easier for me to focus. Like in the one and two games, like I jump in the one and two no, no limit, and I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm the fish. I literally <laughs> donate like four hundred every day in the one two no limit, and then I beat the PLO for about eight hundred because uh, I try because it's a little bit bigger. But uh, yeah, you can uh, anybody can play. Um, uh, we have one two two four no limit two four uh, hold'em and PLO, and then we put in a. A four eight dollar Omaha eight or better with a kill to six twelve, and uh, when we run when that game runs, uh, I usually zoom with my players and I try and teach people, uh, uh, which uh, on my so a lot of times I uh, kind of give away a little of my Omaha eight or better secrets and we have a lot of fun. We usually zoom Saturday nights and it's been usually Wednesdays and Saturdays, uh, so I expect us all to zoom this week. It'll be Tuesday and Saturday. Because we're gonna, I'm probably gonna zoom tonight with all the players, and then we're going to, uh, we're actually gonna have a zoom party for the debates on Tuesday, so that should be a lot of fun, where uh, where we go at each other and have some fun uh, watching these two fucking old guys that can barely speak fucking try try and run the fucking country, so uh, that should be fun to watch. So. And then uh, the second question is, did you get to catch Helmuth and Antonio's uh, matchup? That's, that's and gr- w- what was your thoughts on how that went? Okay, so Phil uh, called me yesterday and told me about all these hands he played and what happened. I have not watched it yet, but I'm going to. Uh, he said it was really good. Um, I've heard that, uh, I've heard mixed stories. I've heard watching Phil Helmuth play is just funny. I've heard that. Uh, but he has a different style. People are, listen, styles work. You know, different styles work. You know, I, I'm a believer you do not bash somebody because the way you play poker is different than theirs. Uh, you know, Antonio is one of the best head-up, short-handed cash game players in the world, okay? Guy's made fucking probably more than maybe all but two people. Maybe he's definitely made top three most money in poker playing cash games, in big cash games. And... uh you know, um, Phil's beat him twice. Uh, if he beats him one more time, uh, it's gonna be fucking. I am gonna. It's gonna be something. You're that too I can, good. Something no, I'm. Gonna, you're too good. Yeah, something I'm gonna be able to make fun of Antonio for a while. But uh, no, I haven't seen it yet. But I'm going to watch it uh, probably uh, after the football Sunday night. And check it out. So it should be cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate, it, man. Thanks for calling and tell your friends. Listen to the mouthpiece. I appreciate it. Later. We'll do. All Bye. Right. Because I'm good at No Limit Hold'em. You're good at No Limit Hold'em? You suck, Phil. Because I'm good at No Limit Hold'em. You suck, Phil. I've lost once. Phil, you always lose. You suck. Welcome to the mouthpiece. is Mike. Oh, dude. Mike, man. What's good up? to talk to you, man. I'm a big fan. I've gone back a lot of years, man. I read Check Raising the Devil, and I don't know what you've been doing since then, man, but hey... Dude, big fan, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, it. I've just been, uh, I've been grinding. I had a really serious injury where I was almost paralyzed in 2014. Um, I lived in chronic, chronic pain until they got a spinal cord stimulator put in me in 2019. Uh, and that gave me my life back. 
Uh, lately, the pain's been really bad. Uh, I've been dealing with shit, but I got the, the spinal cord stimulator adjusted yesterday. Plus, got a pain shot, so I'm not in pain today, so let's cross our fingers. I won't be, uh, but it's been a long road back for me. Um, when you can't work and you're in chronic pain and your bills are 20000 a month, you know, you go broke quick. So uh, it took me, I had to lose everything and hit rock bottom before I bounced back. I got a new book coming out called Poker, Pain, and Politics. How all three made me a better person. Um, that'll be out hopefully by the first of the year. I was hoping it for it came out by by um, the election, but unfortunately it didn't. Uh, so, um, yeah. So that's what I've been doing myself. You know? Just working hard and, right on, and and trying to to not play victim. You know, I played victim for three and a half years and blamed everybody for my injury. You know, Vic, you, you got to be a victor in life, man. This world right now, the country's burning because everybody's got victim mentality on one side of the fence. You can't have victim mentality. Go out, stop blaming everybody for your problems, go to fucking work, and you're going to be fine in life. If you keep blaming other people for your problems, you'll be a loser. I did it for three and a half years. I blamed everybody. So... Got it. You got to play the victor, man. Got to be the. Can't play the victim, especially during these times, man. You know, I got a friend that plays in my home games, runs a hardware store. His name's Mike. He can't even get. He can't get people to work, you know, because they're sitting there on the unemployment money, making more money than they would if they worked. So, um, you know, he, he he's worried about his business because he can't get people to work. So, you know, when they want to talk about, you know, the job market or whatever. You know, go out and work and stop being a lazy fuck and you'll be all right in this fucking world. That I know for sure. So, I mean, it's tough, you know. It's, it's, there's a lot, you know, our government's done to prevent people from having a lot of job opportunities available no to shit. them. No shit. Well, they've done it on purpose because because there's an election coming up and they want they got to keep the economy down. They do not want. That's why the schools aren't open. That's why the half these fucking bars and restaurants aren't open. They don't care that all these people lose all everything. They want to put the Democrats want to put people into poverty so they could depend on them and vote for them for gift for handouts for power. That's all that's going on. It's the most disgusting thing ever. And anybody wants to debate me on this, I could I could just debate them. You know, I know what's going on. It's just as obvious as could be. I mean, I saw it coming before there was COVID. I knew in 2020 what was going to happen, that they were going to do whatever they could to get Trump out of office. And I never, I mean, I didn't believe they'd go to this length, but my girlfriend did. And uh, listen, this is going to be a bloody fucking next five weeks in this country. And I, I pray to God that we make it through it. I really do. I'm really worried, really worried, you know. How's Biden going to look in this debate? Well, let's just put it this way. Don't underestimate him. The guy's been in politics since I was three years old. Just think about that. You want to vote for a guy who the fucking establishment fucking hates because he's doing things to help the American people, or do you want to vote for a guy who's done nothing for 49 years? Nothing. Zero. For 47 years. Okay, but he... But he mean... uh, Nothing. Zero. He's done nothing to help minorities. He's fucking done nothing to help anything. What makes them think they're going to elect this guy and he's going to fix? He's not going to fix anything. He's going to go right back to his China buddies, collect his money, and 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 the, go back to the status quo of all these Bloombergs of the world and all these billionaires of the world that are getting rich off China, going back to get rich off China. 
You know, they don't give a fuck about our country, man. They care about their pocketbooks. You know, how do people like Nancy Pelosi on a four, uh, 300000 a year, 250000 whatever, 285000 a year, she's worth $185 million. Give me a fucking break. All these fucking low-life fucking politicians. Let's go, let's go. They want Trump's tax returns? Let's get all their tax returns. I'm sure Trump would say, okay, you want my tax returns? I'll show, let me see yours, Pelosi, yours, Schumer, yours, 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 and let me see where all those hundreds of millions came from. You know? Go fuck them. I mean, it's just, it's just disgusting. Just, I just know this, man. Pray for us, bro. This next five weeks will probably be the worst five weeks to ever happen in this country. I just want you to know that. And maybe the three weeks after the election, if Trump went, not F, but when Trump wins. It's gonna be it's gonna be bloody, and if somehow Trump loses, I'm worried about the people on the right saying I've had enough, and they have all the guns. The right has all the guns. Uh, I'm worried. I'm very well, worried. I'm very fucking worried. I'm not. That's not. That's uh, no yeah, I feel like the military is gonna stay loyal to whoever's the, you know, the top guy. Well, the military. Like the thing is this: if way. Trump wins, okay. And the fucking these leftists that are burning the country down right now, the military is going to be in the streets. See, they can't. Trump can't bring the military in right now because they're going to call him a dictator fascist. Okay, so it's up to the governors to ask to ask for. um, That's why I try people. Oh, this is Trump's America that's burning. No, when you have Trump can't do anything because the governors fucking will not let him bring the National Guard in. Okay, because. If he brings the National Guard, they they want they want the unrest in the streets. They need the unrest in the streets to fucking motivate the black vote. It's all it's about. It's it's nothing else. It's all it is. You know, they just keep putting out fake shit that police are murdering black people when they know it's not true. You're literally three and a half times more likely to be struck by lightning and die. That is somebody that's an unarmed black person who died in the hands of police. Look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Shut up. Are you the greatest? It's all, I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, but, the, the, well, you know, one side doesn't want to hear the truth. Yeah. I mean, there is, it does seem like there is some amount of racial injustice. Um, I mean, just as far as like, you know, people getting prosecuted for the same crime. Oh, but, but that's, let's just say, let's put it this way. Okay. But I I don't believe it's race. I mean, I believe like if you have money, you have a better chance of not going to jail. Okay. Then if you don't have money, but that's the same as white people. That's the same as white people and black people. You know what I'm saying? And that also, see, the thing is, is they should be. Instead of passing this false narrative Marxist movement that the Black Lives Matter is passing, they should be talking about everything that they should be talking about should be about education, okay? And what they they don't show on left-wing media is all Trump does at every rally and every turn is push for education, for school choice, to allow people that are that are not as fortunate to get a better education to go to a better school, okay? But the thing is, I think our government should work on on fixing the inner cities with high higher education teachers. I mean, I just don't, they don't, I really truly believe that both sides do not want blacks and Latinos to prosper in this country. And I know, and I think that's what they're fighting for. And, but, but by going to Biden, you think, let me tell you something. Do you think Biden 
is going to help anybody. This guy, this guy want. If you listen to the things he said in the past, he doesn't want to help black people. None of no, but none of them do because see, on the left, if they made education and they helped African American peoples, what? Who? Why would they vote for him? Okay, they need to keep them down, keep them on welfare, keep them dependent on that government check, so they can vote for him. See, they don't want them to succeed. You know, I agree with what Candace Owens says. She she wrote a new book called Blackout: How to Get uh, uh, Black People Off the Off the Plantation for the Second Time. You know, and I do believe it's a plantation that the Democrats control the black vote. And, 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 and the media, which tells you how, oh, the Republicans, racist, 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 racist. Okay, what are they fucking done? Okay, they had a black president for eight years and race relations got worse. Okay, the black economy got worse. Obama didn't do shit for black America. I'm just being honest, you know? So it's I, mean, like, I, I feel like Obama was a genuine guy in that, like, he did one good things for black people i i just i feel like i feel like a lot of the left is that way i mean there are definitely a lot of people who are just corrupt who just literally oh yeah you know politicians but but like i feel like most like actual people who support like biden or support the left they do want to see like racial justice absolutely black people prosper they just don't understand economics right dude you could on you could not have said it any better Dude, you hit it right on the nose. But that's the same people on the right. They want to see black people prosper just as much. I've gone to Trump rallies. Every time Trump talks about, like, black America and he's going to give this much money, the crowd goes crazy. So when they say, oh, Trump supporters are racist, I I, I challenge anybody who's on the left to go to a Trump rally and you tell me if you could find one racist person. I fucking talk to so many people at Trump rallies and they go crazy when they, they when they bring up black America. It's just a lie. Everything's a fucking lie for power. And and don't get me wrong, the right well, does a lot Trump does a lot of things that are bad also, you know, for power that divides, but it's just to me I I just see it's so blatantly obvious what's going on in the country. Uh I knew this would happen. I didn't know they'd take it this far. I didn't know they'd go, they'd go all out anti-police and want, you know. And now, once they saw the poll numbers shrinking, all of a sudden Biden started condemning the violence. They didn't do shit at their convention to condemn the violence. And then you have people on the left and our friends of mine. They're like, "Oh, there's no violence. It's just fake, made up. Antifa's made up by the right." That's a fucking lie. Do your research, okay? The people, the poll numbers shifted because hundreds and Thousands of businesses have been burned to the ground, but the media won't show it to you because it hurts their narrative. But I can, I, I can, people are, and that's why when people get mad at me when I retweet shit on Twitter showing the violence going on in this country because they don't want to see the truth. They want to believe that what the media is telling them, and the, the the media is literally fucking like North Korea media. There's not. I, I challenge anybody to fucking find uh, ten things they say on CNN in a day for five of them to be true. I challenge anybody for any bet they want. They're just fucking liars. They make shit up. Uh, it's, it's all propaganda. It's all propaganda. I mean, I never knew this. I thought we lived in a country of sensationalized media. I thought they would make it like overblown for ratings. Because, they make shit up. Because it's a corrupt system. Because the media companies are obviously like, like there isn't free competition in broadcast media. No. Because the media companies have the politicians paid off. Yep. Because it's just a freaking corrupt deal. Yep. And I mean, it's it's all over 
the economy. Yep. Dude. Yep. You just hit it right on the nose, dude. That's it. That's it. That's what's going on. You know, and I, and I look back, you know, and, and uh, again, you know, what Hitler did with the Holocaust and the Jews is something that the world will never get over. But like his, his, his whole thing was how the media is destroying the world and the media is run by Jews, so he blamed all the Jews, okay? Now, the media is run by leftist fucking liberal Jews, which are not actual Jews, okay? They want to say they're Jews. And then, so I understand, like, it makes my religion and my people look bad. These leftist fucking uncaring fucking people like Chuck Schumer, Right of the world. No, no. Now, now it's not the Jews. Now the Jews are no longer the group that we are taught to hate. Now we are taught to hate the capitalists. Yeah. Now that is the right. that is the word of the bad person. This, right. Yeah. This undefined. And I go. I, I believe in capitalism. Spend so much time like going back and forth with these Marxists on like, um, you know, like how do you even define a capitalist? Like, is a stripper a capitalist because she owns her own productive Absolutely. capital? You know, like. Right is a small business owner or and like how and then and then an employee who's an employee a ceo is an employee you know right i mean it's this, this fictitious differentiation between these two classes of and it's again it's very similar to where hitler was saying it's the jews you know it's these right. jews who fucking control right. um you know all of the power and that's why we've been suffering you know that's why we've had this poverty right, right, right. and the hyperinflation and all the weimar and all that right no, you're 100% right, bro. And it, it's, uh, listen, I mean, it really is a fight for the, I mean, to think that, I mean, I've done a lot of research. I've only been political for five years, but like where the Democrat Party was in the 60s of Kennedy, okay, even where the Democrat Party was, were Clinton. I mean, they have come so far left that the, 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 the you know they talk about the Biden wants to say the soul of the country is at stake. Yeah, the soul of the country of capitalism is at stake. You know, they they are they are. I mean, I don't know if 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 if, if, if uh, I know it took Biden up until only like two weeks ago to come to the center. You know, he fucking went so far left in the primary, which he would never have won if it wasn't rigged. I mean, they all they all drop out out of nowhere and just say, "Oh, I'm going for Joe Biden." The guy. Couldn't even put two sentences together. I'm like, well, how are they going to hide this guy for seven months? Oh, the magical coronavirus appears out of China. The, the same country we're in an $18 trillion trade war with. Think they didn't release it on purpose? You're just an idiot. Sorry. I mean, that's just my belief. You could say, call me an idiot all you want. I, I, I mean, I just, you really believe in all these coincidences. How are they going to hide this fucking guy for seven months? The guy can't put two sentences together. Now, for one debate, I'm sure they'll have him on some good medication, and I'm sure he'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? I think what they're going to do is they're going to have, like, 30 paragraphs just typed up just about, you know, the issues they want to cover, and just they're just going to tell him, like, you ask you a question, you, the answer, you just pick one of these paragraphs, and you just basically read it, just verbatim, even if it's the wrong question, because half the time they answer the different question anyway, so who's going to know the difference? I, that's how I would get him through. Fucking the Democrats gave fucking Hillary to debate questions against Bernie. I mean, what do you think they want? They might not do it in some of these fucking, I don't think Chris Wallace will do it, but man, I don't trust anybody. I mean, it's, 
I'm just fucking pray for this fucking country. This next five weeks is going to be so bloody, bro. It's going to be so bloody. Well, I do too, man. I mean, I, I, I believe very much in a higher power. And I mean, I, me too. You know, my life got real fucked up. Like, yeah. and I've, you know, I've been relying on God for 13 years. Keep it up, man. It's very important. When things got bad for me, I lost faith in God. That's when things kept getting worse. Once I got my fucking faith back, everything's been great. So yeah, it's important. All right, man. I got other calls. Thanks for calling, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Peace. Hello. Welcome to the mouthpiece. Hello. All right. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How it going? Ah, not too bad. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. What's your name? My name is Jerry. Jerry, nice to meet you, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I'm out here in Iowa. Iowa. Standing in Iowa. Good place to be. Yeah. It's safe out there. You don't have to worry about the riots out there in Iowa. Yeah, that's true. I was just talking to somebody about that uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I've heard uh, Vegas has really gone downhill as well. I've been here. It's really bad. Somebody trying to get out there. It's, it's been really I'm bad. It's really bad. Um, the one thing I can say is Metro doesn't put up with shit because it's a very tourist town. But I mean, it's uh, I mean they don't they don't report it much on the news. But but uh, uh, I have they have they have like independent journalists showing what's been going on in Vegas. Uh, uh, it's been uh, there's been a lot of shit going on in Vegas too. So. Um, you know, it is what it is, man. It's uh, just got to pray for our country, man. The next five weeks is going to be bad. Going to be fucking terrible. Yeah, I hear you, man. Yeah, uh, I hope everything turns out okay. Yeah, me too, man. Just hope for the best. You, know? you got any, You got any questions for me? Yeah, hey, I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Hey, do you ever you ever hear anything about uh, Texas Dolly? How's he doing? Oh, he's good, man. He's like eighty six. He was uh he was on the Mike Sexton tribute podcast I did about three weeks ago. Um, you know, he's uh, not playing nuts poker anymore. He's just chilling. He's hanging out with his grandson. Uh, he's doing good, man. Uh, he's uh, he's doing good. So, um, yeah, you know. How about the, Jen Harmon? Uh, they're do- she's doing good, too. I haven't talked to her in a while. Oh, she was on the podcast, too. That's right. Yeah, she came on the podcast for the Mike Sexton tribute about three weeks ago. Uh, but uh, I have, because of my underlying conditions, I just haven't gone to play poker. Um, it's just, to me, the, the risk-reward is not worth it. Uh, if I didn't have underlying conditions, I'd be playing poker at the Bellagio every day, and I wouldn't give a fuck, you know. So uh, and people like to say I'm a hypocrite because I call the virus a hoax. When I call the virus a hoax, I just mean that I read off the stats, you know. If you're like under the age of 49, you're like 99.98% to survive. Okay, so stop with the closing, keeping the whole world closed. If you have underlying conditions or you're over 70 years old, stay home. It's really an easy fucking thing. It's not hard, you know. So uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. I but agree. I knew, but I knew they were gonna run. I knew it. They knew. I knew they were gonna run, run ride the virus out all the way to election day because that's all the Democrats have to run on. They have no policies. They have nothing. All they're running on is COVID, orange man bad. COVID, orange man bad. COVID, orange man bad. And now they have something else to run on. COVID, 
orange man bad, Trump's unconstitutionally stealing a Supreme Court seat. Uh, no, that's the lie. Uh, so now they have something else, which I think will fire up the left-wing base. Uh, I think that this uh, uh, the Supreme Court thing is going to definitely fire up the left-wing base, but we're going to see what happens. I mean, uh, I just pray for our country, man. I pray for everyone. No. Yeah, yeah, I do too. The divi- the divi- you know, one thing I really, truly agree. There's, there's things I don't agree with Trump, you know, yeah. with him, but there's a lot of things that I do agree. You know, exactly. With Trump, but one thing I do agree is that the, the mail-in voting, man, that's got so much room for fraud. There's just that's the thing. And listen, Bill Barr. If go look at go, go Google the Bill Barr a Wolf Blitzer interview about two weeks ago. He's like, you don't understand. He said straight out. And now the Democrats have pivoted off mail-in ballots. They're all now every everything's about vote in person, vote in person, vote early, because they realize the mail-in ballots are. We're not talking about absentee ballots. You you apply for an absentee ballot, you send your ID, they send you an absentee ballot. But they're 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 sending in Las Vegas, uh, full anybody who's on the voter roll a ballot to vote. Okay, that's not how our country works. Okay, you got a campaign to get out the vote. You don't just send ballots directly to people's houses. Okay, and and they're doing that, and then they're going to go vote in person, and they're going to end up voting twice. And you have you have the Supreme Court in 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 Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania just over override and allow ballots to come in seventy two hours after election day. This country's been in. For 230 years, this, this country's been, we've had a country for, right? You're never allowed right. to, uh, nothing, votes after 8 p.m. at night are not counted unless they're absentee ballots from the military. And now the Democrats are trying to change the rules. Why? And why are they doing it in all the swing states? Nevada, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and fucking uh, Michigan. Yeah, and Iowa, they're doing it because they're trying to steal the election. And anybody could tell me on this, I swear to God, anybody that could get on this fucking podcast that could tell me that why mail-in ballots are good and what they're doing is not trying to steal the election, tell me, because they can't, okay? They're accusing Trump. They accuse Trump of doing what they're doing. Where, Where is Trump trying to steal the election? Because he doesn't want mass mail-in ballots allowed to be counted after November 3rd? If Trump's ahead on November 3rd, Trump's the fucking president, okay? They're, you, know, they're, if, if, you know, that's it. And that's, that's, what the, that, that's why they're going to fight the Supreme Court seat. Because the Supreme Court's going to rule in his favor. You have to have your ballots absentee, and they're going to tell you every ballot that was fucking put out in Nevada that was sent to them is unconstitutional and aren't going to count, and they're going to have to have a recount in Nevada. You mark my word. This is going to be a fight to the death for the next two months after this election. You know, but there's no yeah, reason for it. Terrible, we don't. We don't need this. We're in the most divided country in history. We need an election where everybody sees the results, and there's nothing to bicker about. Do you think Trump's going to bicker about it if there's no mass mail-in ballots sent out to people on the voter rolls where half of them are fucking dead that aren't even living this place anymore? Do you think he, he's just trying to get a fair election? 
I mean, Supreme Court right. overturning, allowing 72 hours. In 72 hours after the election, they're going to see where they stand. Do you know how easy it's going to be to stuff a fucking mailbox with a po- with a postmark of November 2nd? If they're going to allow three days? This is going to cause fucking civil war. This is insane. Yeah. So, so all he's saying is, and he says it every day, mail-in ballots, absentee ballots, fine. Mail-in ballots, no. And he's right. And, he, and he's right when he says everything needs to be in by November 3rd. What, why is he subverting democracy? He's telling you what's been done for 225 years. And these fucking fucking right, Democrats right. are going to try. Think about it. They want mail-in ballots to be accounted for three days after the election. Are you fucking kidding me? If Trump's winning <laughs> yeah, on election right. night, do you think right. that they're going to go for that? Do you think the people on the right are going to just take it? The the country will burn. We can't have it. We can't have it. It's got nothing to do. Like I said, they were like, oh, Trump's trying to to subvert democracy about mail-in ballots. No, he wants everything to be in by November 3rd and fucking, and no mass mail-in ballots that they sent out 2 million fucking ballots to fucking people in Nevada and some some other states. Give me a break. Anyway, man, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Right. Have a great one. Yeah. Have a good hey, weekend. Man, I, I think I think you're the great. You're an awesome, great poker player, Mike. You're a legend. Thank you, my I man. You. Take care. Love you, man. Take care. Peace. All right. Have a pleasure. All, All right. right. All right, man. I'm in too more too much pain. I can't do another one. All right. We can be done. All right. Yeah. Sorry, man. I'm I'm just in too much pain. I I uh, wish all these calls would have came in earlier. Uh, so we had to pivot to my pick of the week. So. Listen, you guys, before I sign off, again, I'm 2-0 and on my pick of the weeks, uh, and I'm 2-16 and on the rest of them. Uh, this week's pick of the week, Atlanta Falcons, minus 3.5 over the Chicago Bears. I like it a lot. Go with it. Um, and uh, once again, if you haven't joined my home game, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Play in one, two, two, four, no limit, PLO. 4-8 Omaha 8 or better with a kill and put in the email mouthpiece podcast receive a $100 bonus for $200 initial deposit you get 300 for 200 it's the highest I've ever gone if you're listening to the mouthpiece we're out of here another show in the book episode 51 is gone I'll be seeing you next week debates are Tuesday Thursday, we're going to be talking about how the debates went. And then we're going to be talking about what's going on in the sports world. Pulling for my Lakers. I'm still a diehard Laker fan as much as I hate LeBron. Um, And the baseball playoffs are coming up. Probably going to have Oral Horsheiser come back on. Talk about the baseball playoffs. I'll talk to you all later. Have a good weekend.